Are you ready to love your mama belly again? If so, you're in the right place. Have you ever asked yourself, how do I get rid of this mama pooch? Or how can I feel good in my skin again? Maybe you've asked yourself, how can I find more time so I can balance my family, work, and me? If so, you're definitely in the right place. I'm here to help you navigate the messy and magical changes that take place at the depths of your belly after you become a mama. Hi, my name is Nancy Ma, and I am the Mama Belly Coach. I'm a pelvic floor physical therapist, yoga teacher, doula, and high-performance coach for moms. In my 12-year career, I've worked with hundreds of moms, and I've discovered the tried and true secrets of becoming the best mama you can be. Every week, we're going to breeze by the fluff on the show and do a super deep dive into the topics that affect the core of who you are. You're going to get the real deal here. We're going to talk about your body image, health, sexuality, spirituality, and family. You're going to get some tangible strategies on how to boost your energy, reignite your passion, become an even better mama, and yes, how to flatten your belly and look sexy again. Think of this as your tea time with your BFF mixed with a little life lesson from your favorite teacher. Pull up a seat, get cozy, and be prepared to take some notes while you learn. Welcome to the Mama Belly Talks podcast. Today I'm going to share with you how to love your belly again, even if it's been forever, even if your kids are fully grown, even if you don't have time, even if you've tried everything before. And even if you never really loved your belly, but there is one condition. What I'm about to share with you today works, but only if you want it to work. The condition is you must actually desire change. If you do, then listen to this entire episode. I'm going to start by sharing with you a story about Jenny. Jenny came to me after her son Aiden was born. Aiden was a delightful joy, but he was also an unexpected surprise. She often looked at him as moms do with such love and joy, but she also looked at him with a lot of pain and guilt. Every time she looked at him, she thought, hmm, I wish I loved myself the same way. She didn't want to have him. That's where the guilt came from. But her husband, Mark, really wanted another baby. For Jenny, staying at home with the two was hard enough, and she didn't really want to go back to work, but she wanted to have a life again. For about a week... She even contemplated having an abortion, but she knew she would never live with herself or be able to look at her older kids if she did that. So of course, the thought of an abortion made her guilty. And she also had some pain in her back that was off and on from having the other two kids, but that went away after a few months. When she had Aiden, she was still having back pain and hip pain, even until he was three. And what's worse is that she still looked like she was three to four months pregnant. Everywhere she asked, people would ask her, are you having another baby again? She hated her belly. Her back was killing her. She was resentful that she gave up her job to stay at home. And she wished she didn't care about the way that her belly sagged over her jeans. But she cared a lot if she really wanted to admit it. It was just a reminder that having her son did this to her. And she really didn't want to have him in the first place. And of course, that always brought her into a guilt trip that always spiraled out of control. Can you relate to this? Can you relate to Jenny's story? Have you ever looked at your baby with guilt? Have you ever felt, oh, I wish I didn't have this baby? Maybe you didn't. Maybe you looked at Jenny with judgment. Maybe you think, how could any mom ever regret having a baby? 
Well, regardless of, you know, whether or not you're judging her, I think we can all relate at some point that after we have a baby, we don't look the same, we don't feel the same, and we don't often recognize what we see in the mirror. So if you want to start loving your belly the way that Jenny learned to love hers, it starts with letting go of judgment of yourself and of other moms. When Jenny looked in the mirror, she used to see a belly that she hated. That's okay. I want you to know that it's okay to feel frustrated, sad, discontentment, or even hate, even though that's a very strong word. It's okay and encouraged to have feelings. It's encouraged to feel your feelings. Where things went wrong for Jenny and for most moms is that when we have feelings, we judge ourselves for our feelings and we shame ourselves even further. So for example, if you look at yourself and you say, oh, I hate my belly. And then you can hear someone in your head saying, you shouldn't feel bad. You're lucky you even have kids. So-and-so try to have a baby, but she couldn't get pregnant. You're lucky that you even have a husband that loves his kids and wants more. You're lucky you don't have to work. Why are you so ungrateful? Don't you know how lucky you are? Why do you even care about how your belly looks? There are more important things in the world happening right now. Hello, pandemic. Have you heard these thoughts before? We all have. We do it mostly to ourselves, right? We feel bad and then we feel bad for feeling bad. I want you to know that feeling your negative feelings is normal and I encourage you to feel them. What's not normal is to go through life and be happy all the time. It's okay to have negative feelings. It makes us human, okay? What's not okay is stifling your feelings and judging and shaming yourself and others for feeling your feelings. As humans, we have a wide range of emotions, more than most animals. Other animals have emotions too. They just don't necessarily have, you know, emotional intelligence. Humans have emotional intelligence. It's also called emotional quotient. And this concept allows us to understand and manage our emotions so that we can communicate with others, empathize, overcome challenges, relieve stress, and deal with conflict better. Clearly, some of us have more emotional intelligence than others. And that's okay. Emotional intelligence is not something that we're just born with. It's something that we learn. And if you are constantly stifling your negative feelings, then that means that you're not doing a really good job of understanding yourself, understanding where these emotions come from, and learning how to overcome them in healthy ways. Well, that's what we're going to do in today's show. Okay? So in essence, learning to love your belly again is really a way of showing how emotionally intelligent you can be. This will help your children, especially your daughters, if you have any, as they grow and inevitably start judging themselves when they look in the mirror about, you know, preteen or tween years. You know, I share this concept of emotional intelligence because it's relevant to our conversation. Most moms are just existing. We're surviving. We're barely keeping our head above the water, just like Jenny was before I started working with her. In order for you to love your belly, you must be aware of the feelings you have. Start with where you are. In Jenny's case, she was 38 years old and a stay-at-home mama of three kids. She was going through the motions of life. Nothing really excited her other than seeing her kids' milestones. Otherwise, she was unhappy, bored, guilty. She had low energy, low motivation, low libido. She was moody, and she just didn't feel good. She didn't necessarily feel terrible, but she was far from being vibrant. So many moms tell me that my message and my class and my blogs are very eye-opening because they didn't even realize how much pain they were in or how much they disliked their bodies before. And it's because they were stifling their feelings and were not living consciously. As I mentioned earlier, so many times we're told to shut up, deal with it, and 
consider ourselves lucky that we're even moms, right? That's not cool. So the first step in loving your belly is to go from surviving to being conscious, to being aware, to have that emotional intelligence that I was talking about earlier. Begin with observing your thoughts, feelings, and beliefs about who you are, how you look, and how you feel. Feel the guilt, feel the shame, feel the hate, feel the sadness, the anger, the frustration, all of it, and accept them. Accept that you are feeling those things. And once you're able to feel the anger and the frustration, that's the only way you can start to let them go. But if you're constantly denying that you feel these feelings, they build up and they build up in your belly and they cause stress and they build up fat and they build up tension and it causes bowel issues, it causes bloating issues, tension in your belly, and that contributes to that that mama belly that we don't like, right? So stop holding your feelings, feel your feelings, because that's how you can start to let them go. It's okay to cry. Don't hold it in. It's okay to feel ugly. It's okay to feel fat. It's okay to feel unworthy. When your husband or your friends tell you not to feel those things, they're rejecting your feelings. And while their intentions are good, they're telling you what you should feel instead. They say, you should feel beautiful. I think you're beautiful, so you should feel beautiful. You should feel lucky. I'm here to say no. Don't listen to them. Feel your feelings. If you want to feel ugly, feel ugly. Just feel that. Don't shit on yourself. And this may take a few days to really understand this concept because it sounds kind of terrible to feel ugly. But it feels good and bad at the same time. The challenge with taking antidepressants is that it gets you to stop feeling bad. Instead, it numbs you and it doesn't allow you to feel your feelings. I'm not here to tell you not to take your medications. I'm not judging you if you do. I'm just sharing with you this because I want you to be more conscious of why you don't love your belly or your body just yet. So once you start feeling your feelings, even though they're negative, you're going to actually start to feel a huge sense of relief and you're going to feel lighter, right? Because now that you're acknowledging your feelings, you can actually start to do something about it. When you don't know what you're feeling, then you don't know what to do. I talk to moms all the time and I say, okay, what do you want? And they say, I just want to feel good in my body. I'm like, okay, well, what does that look like? I don't know. So if you don't know, then how are you going to work towards that, right? So once you know what you don't want to feel, that's a good first step. So what do you want to love about your belly? Is it getting to a certain size? Is it not having your belly sag over your jeans? Ask yourself, what are the conditions that you've put on yourself so that you can love your belly? Some women, often what we do is we say, oh, if I get to down to this size, I'm going to love my belly. Or if I lose X number of pounds, I'm going to love my belly. Or if I can stop feeling bloated, I'm going to love my belly. That's okay. At least you know what your conditions are. As I said earlier, some women don't even know what those conditions are. They, they're setting up unrealistic expectations for themselves. So let's say that you want to get down to a certain waist size, right? Say you want to fit back into a size eight pair of jeans. What are you willing to do to get those results? Are you willing to invest time, money, and energy into having a happy and healthy baby? I mean, belly. If yes, then that means that you already do love your belly. If you're actually willing to do the things necessary to be happy with yourself because you would do for your belly what you're willing to do for your babies, right? That's reaching outside your comfort zone prioritizing your self-care and being the role models your kids need. But some moms say, oh yeah, I want to lose five pounds or I want to 
you know, lose eight inches or whatever their goals are, but they don't actually want to do the things necessary to get it, right? So if you were to sit on your sofa and you'd say, oh, I want to go eat that salad and the salad is in the kitchen. Well, if you don't actually get up and walk towards the kitchen and put yourself, put together a salad, then how much can you really say that you want to eat that salad? You're just lying to yourself again, right? So if you really want to love your belly, you'd actually voice it out loud and you actually do the things. You would take the steps. I know I'm asking you a lot of questions right now to really challenge how you think and how you feel. Because what I want you to know is that your thoughts about your belly, your thoughts about who you are, lead to your beliefs. And basically what I'm saying is that when you think about something enough, you end up believing in it, right? So if you say, I want to love my belly, then you'll actually start doing the things, right? Because beliefs lead to decisions and decisions lead to actions and then actions lead to results. And then results reinforce your beliefs and that there goes the cycle. That's how you build confidence. That's how you get results, right? But if you say, I want to love my belly and you don't make any decisions about what you're going to do, you don't take any steps and make any changes, therefore you don't get any results and you lose confidence because you're not actually doing anything, that's going to actually keep diminishing your confidence, right? So do you really want to love your belly? Because someone who really wants to love her belly wouldn't set up a whole bunch of conditions to stop herself from loving her belly. Someone who really wants to love her belly would do the things it takes to love her belly. So you know what it really takes to love your belly? It's stretching outside of your comfort zone. It's doing the things that you haven't done before. It's prioritizing your self-care. It's doing things you've never done before. It's committing to taking care of yourself. So how about this exercise? Go look in the mirror, lift up your shirt, look at your belly, stare at your belly button and say, I love my belly. Are you willing to do that right now? Go ahead, go on, find yourself the closest mirror and do that exercise. As you're saying it, you may not believe that statement yet, but if you do it consistently, you're going to start to believe it. I promise. The more you tell yourself, I love my belly, I love my belly, it's going to trigger your conscious mind to make decisions and actions that are in alignment with that statement. And the more you believe that you love your belly, the more decisions you'll make that will support that belief. This is going to take some time, of course, but we must start with that thought, I love my belly. And then it's a decision to love your belly. And the more you do that, as I said, it will lead to you really believing that you love your belly and you're going to take actions that are consistent with that belief. Now, if you're not willing to do this very simple exercise, I'm really going to question whether or not you really want to love your belly. As I said from the beginning of this episode, the only thing stopping you from loving your belly is your desire. So if you're not able to look in in the mirror and say, I love my belly, then I really question how much you really do want to love your belly. Maybe you just like feeling bad. Maybe you just want to keep feeling bad for yourself and you want to keep feeling pity. So your belly health is a reflection of how well you take care of yourself and how much you prioritize your self-care. It takes time to work on you. It takes time to meditate, say affirmations and mantras, do your exercises, do yoga, and on top of taking care of your family, eating well, going to work, all of this takes an investment of money because healthier food choices cost more. It also means that you could get a coach who knows what she's doing to help you get the results that you want because it saves you time, pain, and suffering. Can you do this on your own? Have you tried doing it on your own? Do you want to keep doing it on your own? Or would you rather get your results faster and be led by someone who knows what they're doing? At the end of the day, money is the cheapest thing we can invest in if you truly want to become healthier. You can always earn more money, but you're never going to recover your lost time. 
And I say it's an investment because you're not wasting your money. Anytime you invest in your health, you're going to get a return. When you're investing in higher quality foods, when you're investing in a mentor, when you're investing in a healthier lifestyle, you're going to save money on meds later. You're going to save yourself years because you're going to enjoy your life rather than dread your life and go through the motions. If you're already right now feeling a sense of low energy, low motivation, low libido, can you imagine what your life is going to be like in 5 years, 10 years, 20 years if you don't do anything about it now? If you're not willing to work on your transformation and invest in your blissful belly, then what needs to happen is that you're going to accept that you don't love your belly and you likely never will. It's much easier than lying to yourself and saying you want to love your belly but don't do the things to love your belly. Do you know what I mean by that? You know, it's hard when we keep lying to ourselves and saying, oh, I want to, you know, lose 10 pounds. And then you see, you know, the same aunt every year for the holidays and she says, oh, you're the same. You haven't lost any weight, you know, and then you feel even crappier. And it's only because you've lied to yourself and you keep saying, I want to lose them 10 pounds. Well, if you don't lie to yourself and say you don't want to be healthier, then you won't feel so bad when you don't achieve those results. So really decide, do you want to love yourself or not? Because when I started working with Jenny, she didn't love her belly, but she wanted to. And not for her sake, but for the sake of her two daughters. She was snapping at them constantly because she wasn't happy with herself. She was irritable, she was moody, and she wasn't confident. And she knew that if her kids wanted to grow up and be more confident and stronger, she had to be the role model for them. So with the support and encouragement of her husband, we worked together. And she lost 17 pounds and flattened her belly in 16 weeks. She eliminated her back pain and stabilized her pelvic floor. She felt better as a mom. She was way more relaxed and calm. And generally finally got her confidence back. And she was able to do all of that because she wanted to love her belly again. And contrary to what you might think, it didn't happen at the 16-week mark after she achieved all her goals, after her belly was flat, after her belly was stronger, after her spine was aligned and her pelvic floor was intact. No, she loved her belly the day that she decided to do something for herself to be healthier. That's what it takes to love your belly. It's a decision. It's not a condition. It's not about waiting until New Year's comes so you can make a new New Year's resolution that you're not going to follow. It's about deciding to love your belly exactly the way you are right now so that you can feel even better down the road. So I know we covered a lot and some of that might have been confusing. So I wanted to recap very quickly what we went over today. So to love your belly, you must first, number one, feel your feelings. Number two, accept your feelings. Don't deny them. Three, ask yourself if you truly want to love your belly. Four, understand what conditions you've placed on yourself to hold you back from truly loving your belly and yourself. Five, invest time and effort and make the steps necessary to start loving your belly. Number six, repeat the mantra, I love my belly, when looking in the mirror every day for 10 days. Seven, decide to love your belly and invest the time, money, and energy to do the things that are in alignment with your belly loving goals. So I hope that this was useful for you. If you have any questions or if you hated what I said even, then shoot me an email, nancy at mamabellycoach.com. I'd love to know what you think, where you are with your belly loving journey. And if you have any questions about how I can help you, send me an email and I'll be happy to jump on a call with you. I hope you have a wonderful self-loving day. We will talk again soon. Bye for now.